Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hello, friends, and welcome to an unexpected podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And you're Lane. <laughs> Before we started the recording, I, I, I was like, I don't even know what you should say. You know, and you were like, well, why don't I just say, and I'm Lane. And that works. It works out for me. So uh, that's actually Lottie, by the way. Just so yeah. you guys know, that's. I'm Lottie Lane. Lottie Lane. Lane. Say that yeah. like five times in a row. Without... Lottie Lane, Lottie Lane, Lottie Lane, Lottie Lane, Lottie Lane, Lottie Lane, Lottie Lane. <laughs> Da, 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 da. Hey, did you say the other like, day that you thought hey, that if we combined our names, Ez and Lane, mm-hmm. right, we should go as Elaine? Elaine. All right. What was the other option? So it's like Lane, Laney, Laney. Oh wait, no, that was not an option back then, but now it is. Okay, Laney. I uh, think Laney is cute. Yeah. Oh, you think it's cute? Uh, yeah. You think we're <laughs> cute? Oh. Anyway, hey. Friends, uh, you're about to hear a different sort of episode. I wanted to come on and do a quick little uh, introduction just to introduce this and tell you, like, what the heck is this? So this is something we dropped back in the day. We called it Home, all right? Uh, H-O-M-E. You'll hear why we called it that here in just a second. We introduced this episode. Uh, we get into sort of the great tales. We are going We were going through the great tales, Children of Hurin, uh, Baron of Luthien, The Fall of Gondolin. Okay. And we never got a chance to finish it, but now that we've gotten through... The Hobbit, and we've gotten through uh, Fellowship, Two Towers, uh, Return of the King. Yeah, what's the last book? Return of the King. Um, <laughs> so we were thinking about going through all of these, and just one by one, we actually did Baron and Luthien. That's awesome. I think I got to listen to it <laughs> after yeah. we're done recording this intro. Yeah, so it was fun. We went through it. We, we read it. We listened. We just did kind of a one take or whatever. Um, so we're dropping this for you guys to listen to, and then we are going to probably be picking up, if you would like, for us to do these again or for to do all three or whatever. Uh, we'd be more than willing to. Also, I think the, the cat's out of the bag here or the hobbit's out of the hole. Uh, we are doing the Silmarillion. The Silmarillion or the, the silly Marillion? That Marillion got real silly. So we are doing it. Lane posted a picture on our Instagram the other day and uh, go check it out. Up talking Tolkien. He is fired up. He's ready to go. He's ready to dive in deep. So after all the Rings of Power stuff, after we got through that whole season, we took a little break and we're going to be going sort of chapter by chapter through that. You and I have been falling to sleep to it almost every night. I love it. It's, great. it's, it's awesome. I, I actually right love, I love the first chapter though. I yeah. don't know. It's just perfect to just drift off and in an, into another world. It really is because it's it's sort of the um, almost like uh, the beginning know, of mystic, time. yeah, beginning of time, singing into existence, and it's awesome. Uh, we we listen to I think it's the Martin Shaw. I think is the name of the guy who reads the audiobook version that we listen to, and something about his voice just puts us out. 
Yeah. And it's also retired. But, I mean, yeah, we want to kind of uh, listen to it when the daylight's ticking because, yeah, That's I think I actually, ha- yeah. I, think I actually have to have <laughs> things to say about it. So that should be fun. So be looking forward to that. Um, we're going to be back, I think, next week. We're, we, we're going we're gonna to be coming back with an episode, Lane and I. You and I are going to be doing a follow-up to your your experience for right. Rings of Power Season 1. Mm-hmm. So we're coming up, coming back with that. So it's a little standalone episode. We're going to have uh, your perspective just because you've never read any of the books. You have right. no idea. So very different from your or Lane's perspectives. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be very different. So we'll we'll hear that, which will be good. I think that's a good taste. And then from there, we'll like we said, we'll do the um the anniversary. The podcast is coming up, so we're going to be dropping. Wait, what is the anniversary? Yeah, it's coming up on uh, Tolkien's birthday. Wow, so, yeah. that's cool. It's great, right? So yeah, yeah we'll, be, we'll be doing that, and uh, then from there, we'll be diving into the Silmarillion. So want to give you guys an update. So look for an episode next week from Lottie and I, and then you'll look for one from uh, Lane and I, maybe a couple actually, and then we'll get into these tales of um, Middle Earth. Sounds great. <laughs> Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. Hey, Melons. I'm Lane. And I'm Ez. And this is the very first Hobbit's Guide Home, Histories of Middle Earth. I like what you did, you know, with the home and the histories you of like Middle that? Earth. It's kind of a double meaning there going on. It works. And and this is truly a hobbit's guide. It really is, guys. This is going to be very informal, very laid back, and it's going to be... We wanted to, to preface this by saying this is going to be an overview. Um, Ezra is familiar with this story. Um, this is my first time reading it in the details in its entirety. So this is very, very fresh for me. And what we plan on doing is... So what we're doing to start this journey is we're taking the great tales, right? Yep. <laughs> is that right? That's what we're doing. We're taking Baron and Luthien, we're taking the children of Hurin, and we're taking the fall of Gondolin, and we're giving like an initial reaction to each one. It may be a half an hour, it may be three and a half hours. And then what we're planning on doing is eventually as the reread continues and evolves, is we will make that a part of, because obviously is, is you know an hour and 20 minutes enough time to spend on Baron and Luthien. No, no, absolutely not. It's no. way too interconnected with the other stories of the Silmarillion. It's way too interconnected with... Yeah, things that are going on in the main series. That's what I was going to say. Yep. But I burped. And um, so, in true Hobbit fashion, right? Great. And so, this is just, you know, initial well, thoughts. Yeah, it's, it's initial thoughts. I think it's sort of, we decided we would just pull out like, man, what did you think was cool about this story? Hit the major plot points. Um, do a little background for, yeah. for, for some of you. And, and, and honestly, my goal with this was to um, be real transparent and just sort of say like, yeah, I've read, uh, through, I'm, I'm all the way in the Silmarillion, I'll tell you this, all the way up through Baron and Luthien. Wow. And a little past it. So I've read it all. That's half the book. I know, yeah. And so I'm Easy. about okay. three-fifths. Okay. Don't be defensive. <laughs> three-fourths the way through. Uh, but I mean, there's so many more things you have. You've got the histories of Middle Earth. You've got yeah. the actual lost tales and so mm-hmm. on. You know, you've got so much more there. You even have the adventures of Tom Bombadil. You do. You which do. we're getting into. You know, so so there's a lot. And, and I just want to tell you, I mean, my background, I've read the Silmarillion uh, for the most part. And, um, you know, I started reading the actual Baron and Luthien, you know, um, recently released mm-hmm. you know, like the, the full version. Mm-hmm. You know, version of the story. And I think we decided that's just a little too much. Let's well, hit the Silmarillion version first and just get a... Because it's a great story. Yes. You know? And I'm going to be transparent. Here's, here's what I did. I started... Because we, we obviously were timing this for the release of The Fall of Gondolin. Yeah. Um, kind of new edition that Christopher Tolkien has edited and is releasing at the end of August. So uh, we've gotten the other two. 
right? Yeah. Um, Baron and Luthien came out last year, and oh my gosh, like ten years ago is Children. when Children of Hurin yep. came out. Mm-hmm. So. I've started to read Children of Hurin. I've gotten about halfway through, and then I always got distracted by something else. Whatever. It, yeah. It's very straightforward. The way he edited that and put it together, yeah. pretty easy to read. It's 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 a narrative. Um, started to read Baron and Luthien, and it was really, really hard. Because that story was always changing. That story was always being edited. And in the preface, um, Christopher Tolkien does a really good job of explaining like how he would find part of the story on the back yeah. of a paper in half legible writing that he had to fit in there somehow. And so so all that to say, when we go and do the reread yeah. through Baron and Luthien, we'll be using that. Yep. But for the first go round, I was like, as I just gotta go to the Silmarillion. It's a shorter version, right? Yeah. Yes it is. It's more it's more um straightforward. Yes it is. So that's that's what I read from. And well, yeah, well, and this is, you know, when we get into the, what happens on the podcast is like this really structure. We have to make sure we do everything in a nice sequence, order, mm-hmm. you know, whatnot. Here on Patreon, I think we can, with you guys, do something that's very much um, informal. And when we sit down and talk about it, it sticks. Mm-hmm. You know, for us, mm-hmm. it sticks. Hopefully for you guys listening, um, it's a refresher for some of you. Some of you, it's brand freaking new. Yeah. Um, and that's cool. So what I decided to do was make this, very much um uh i mean it's a it's a hobbit's guide i mean mm-hmm. how would hobbits kind of tell this story and what would i mean and we're not talking like frodo because frodo is a pretty uh you know rare as hobbits go you yep. know what i'm saying yep so this would be like uh maybe sam telling it uh, in the green dragon sitting around the pub table is exactly what i was gonna say yeah um so, i want to start off by saying i was i've always been hesitant into getting into the silmarillion it's always just kind of been something that is intimidating Yep. Right. Yep. Um, and I've always been so in love with just the trilogy, or the you know the six books of the Lord of the Rings that I haven't really had a desire to get out into it. But let me tell you what, man. Mm-hmm. If there is one story to suggest to someone to get them into the Silmarillion, it is Baron and Luthien. Yeah. Um, now I realize I say that without the knowledge of any other stories, but. It is so connected to what's happening in Lord of the Rings, yeah. uh, to characters, to regions, um, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. Uh, similar um, plot structure. That it's the it's the key, man. It really is the key. Because yeah. now, bro, now before this is a book I did not want to read. Yeah, I know. I read Baron and Luthien in one day. Yep. And now I want to read the, the whole thing, the rest of it. I, I want to start back at. Pay- I, I even did it. I was like. I was like looking through the chapters. I'm like, okay, all right, uh, Thingol and uh, Melian. I was, I was looking through the... Uh, the Where the, are they at? What ha- right, yeah. but I was looking back into the contents. I'm like, oh my gosh, chapter four of Thingol and Melian. Yeah. Reading that next, baby. Yeah, you like, are. It just it gets you hooked. So, And it's cool, the connection. Obviously, for me, it's big because the connection of Beren to Aragorn. Yeah. Not only the connection of like Luthien and Beren and, and the love story that parallels... Aragorn and Arwen, but also the fact that, you know, Aragorn is descended. He, he wears the ring of Bera here. Yep. That's um, right. That's right. Uh, and also Elrond is a descendant um, of this, of this, of this love story. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool how, you know, and you can see, and Baron is very, very Aragorn. He's a badass. He is. Yeah, he is. Bad. He's got a lot ass. of confidence, doesn't he? Yes, he does. No <laughs> fear. 
No, no fear. But it's also, I think, a, a part of it is the Did you just go cross-eyed? <laughs> Did I go cross-eyed? Did I actually go cross-eyed? It's a part of the Galadriel chapter. That's, I'm, she's still coming to daze. He's transforming into a vampire. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. That will happen. Um, no. So it's the idea that he's like in lo- he's in love. Yeah. And it's that power that's kind of like uh, he's his confidence. It's, mm-hmm. He was already kind of confident guy. Mm-hmm. But now he's like, I can do anything and I will do anything yep. for your hand. You one know? of my favorite parts, and this obviously jumping right into it. One of my favorite parts is when Thingol says, this is the price for my daughter. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, "Wow, seriously? You want me to go it. get a go get a jewel? Elves ask just for like jewels for the hands of their most precious daughters. I'll get it for you. Don't worry about it. I expected a little more yeah. actually, but I'll get the job done. Yeah. And it was just like that. He is. It's it's a great point. He is incredibly confident because none of them have been able to do it. They can't get the silver. Wouldn't even dare. No, it's 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 yeah. It's yeah. something that uh, yeah. So now I wanted to back up just a little bit. Okay, is that cool? Beep." Beep, beep. Okay, cool. So we're backed Sorry. up. Now um, that we're back here, I want to explain, I guess, just real quickly. Um, I say it Iluvatar. Um, yeah, I say Iluvatar. Iluvatar. Which is wrong. Iluvatar is right, I believe. It's just the, the audiobook that I listen to, which I wow. need help with all those pronunciations. Yeah. So I'll say Iluvatar is Eru Iluvatar or Iluvatar yep. is the um, is God. You know, mm-hmm. he has created this world mm-hmm. and, you know, the hierarchy, if you don't understand, I'm literally, if you, I mean, I'm so sorry if you're someone who's like super savvy in this, um, but we made a cop, we're making a hobbit's guy. This is a hobbit's guy. Okay. Yeah. Gosh, dang it. And so he's God and underneath him, you have the Valar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have these beings who, you know, they're, they're singing songs, my friend, mm-hmm. you know, um, he's, you know, Ilavatar sings a song and, uh, they're singing the world into being, mm. you know, they're creating. Mm. Um, and uh, you've got, really what I'll do is I'll put two people in your, in your mind here. You've got Ilvatar, God, and then beneath him, he's created the Valar. And two of those names that stick out among the Valar are Manwe um, and Melkor. Mm. And they're like kind of brothers, you know, imagine them being the tippy top here. Some of the first creators. Romulus and Remus. Yeah, there you go. And uh, one is good, one is bad, yeah. to make it straightforward. Cain and Abel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ma- Manwe is good, mm-hmm. lord of the skies, king of the Valar. Um, he's a boss, mm-hmm. okay? Melkor is strong, knowledgeable. Um, he sings a song of discord. He tries to disrupt the tune, different mm-hmm. things, um, and, and whatnot. And he basically is, he, he turns into someone, you, you will, the elves name him Morgoth. Um, and so he becomes the Dark Lord Morgoth um, in Middle-earth. So there's that bit for you. So just to set this the, the, the stage here. So when we say, I think it's important that you know that Morgoth is super badass. I mean, yeah. he's, he's the tippy top here. The, the, the way you put it, you said he makes Sauron look like a little wuss. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, he basically takes Sauron, who is... So underneath the Valar, you've got many. There were there were like I think, gosh, I think you can number the Valar. I think there was like, oh uh, gosh, there's a number of them. I can't remember uh, twelve or fourteen, something like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. Well, he they, they actually in the beginning of the Silmarillion they list like all of them and their spouses and mm-hmm. things like that. So, um, and then underneath them you've got the Maiar or Maya. Um, so Maiar being plural, Maya being singular. singular. And um, for example, Gandalf is one of the Maiar, mm-hmm. okay? And he's a part of the 
five a starry Horus sent, mm-hmm. you know, to Middle Earth. Sauron is also a Maiar, mm-hmm. you know. And Belrogs uh, are also Belrogs are exactly they're corrupted by Morgoth. Mm -hmm. You know, some of those Belrogs have names, you know, um, and things. So it's just interesting to kind of understand the hierarchy there. Yes, it is. You know, and so as as we move forward, there's that. Now, they actually go about Middle Earth, do their own thing. There are no elves when you first start in this whole world. Mm -hmm. There are no dwarves. There are no men, uh, etc. It is just the Valar and the Maiar. They go into the world. There's more to it again. Um, and they do their thing, mm-hmm. you know, Lynn, they have a good time down there. Um, but it's kind of like, uh, it's actually, they're not, uh, I forget who it is who, who wakes the dwarves. He creates the dwarves because they're like anxious for the first, um, uh, the firstborn, the elves to come, you know, they didn't know when they would come and they actually have a, a great big war, I think actually with, uh, I think that's beforehand. I, I, I could be mixing this up, but they have a war with Morgoth or Melkor mm. at some point. Mm. And then he, he kept, they have several back and forth with him. But um, anyways, the point we want to focus on though is when, so the, I just, I bring the dwarves up because I always think it's interesting that they were actually the seven, the fathers of the dwarves were created. Um, the elves are there. They're just asleep. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. they haven't awoke yet and they've not come well, to the dwarves are created first they're created and um they actually saying? yeah and they get mm-hmm. they get uh Ilavatar's blessing you know and but he says but they need to go back to sleep they're, he goes i you know they're alive they're 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 um wow i forget gosh dang it i'm not even i wasn't ready to talk about this but that's all right he he you know he kind of uh he has to put them back to sleep because they will not come before his firstborn you know um he's Whoa. like and he he kind of foresaw strife. So between, is that where some of the the division comes between well, yeah, the two? And, and, and he says, you know, that they're kind of his adopted sons, okay. you know, yep, yep, his yep. adopted children versus his trueborn children. Thor and Loki kind of thing. Yeah, because he Marvel. doesn't actually, you know, he one of his Valar create them. You know? Wow. So which is interesting, right? Wow, um, that's so interesting. But anyways, more on that later. We'll have to dive into the names and, and get it all straight later. Um, <clears throat> okay, so the elves. When they yeah. wake up, I think it's important. There, there's a piece here. Tolkien Gateway is, is, a, is a great guide to, to all of this. But uh, the first elves awoke in Middle-earth uh, near the Sea of Halakar. And Orame, he's a, he's a huntsman of the Valar. And actually, each of the Valar have like these traits. Mm-hmm. You know, um, kind of like Greek gods. Yeah, kind of. Manways yep. of the sky. Yep. You know, um, and you've got um, Orame, who's a huntsman. You've got Olmo, who's of the seas. You've got uh, Yavanna and so on. So, okay. um, So he actually is traveling throughout Middle Earth. He discovers the elves and he makes this this bond of friendship with them, Mm -hmm. actually. And um, later, as the Valar decide to call the first children of Ilavatar to Valinor, um, regarding this call with suspicion, Orome selected three elves to follow him to Amon and report back what they had seen. So the elves, actually, um, Melkor is also kind of like keeping tabs on them, and he mm. sees that they've awakened as well. And he starts to spread rumors that the Valar and that these other beings are not good and that they're going to take you huh. somewhere. It's sort of like he corrupts the already before. Um, but once they see Orme, they're like, well, he has the light of Amon in his eyes and all these different things, and so they... Some of them do trust him, and actually three, uh, they call them ambassadors, are taken uh, to Valinor to meet with the Valar. 
which is kind of neat. So, and those ambassadors later become the three kings. So the elves are kind of divided into these three groups. Mm-hmm. Um, so the three elven ambassadors were uh, Ingwe, Finwe, and Elwe. And Elwe, I didn't know this until just before we were kind of starting this. Quarterback for the Broncos. Quarterback right. for the for El- <laughs> Elwe. You know. Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> First so, name John. Right, it is. Uh, Thingle in this story. King okay. Thingle. Yeah. His name changes, I guess. He actually is Elway. Hmm. El, I don't know if I'm actually saying it right. Now I, you no, I think that's saying, right. No, I think you're right. <laughs> I'm thinking John think Elway. Right. Oh, that's cool. It's, how's it spelled? E-L-W-E, E-L-W-E with the, with yeah. the, you know. The thing. The eyes. Um, the eyes. <laughs> so, so anyways, they would li- they later become the kings of the three factions for which the elf race was split into. So there's a sundering. Oh, cool. Yeah, you know um, that happens, and I think it's neat to to pick on some of these characters to so understand the dynamic in Baron and Luthien just a little bit more. So enamored by the wonders of of the Valinor, Finway and his other two companions returned towards Middle Earth and attempted to convince their respective peoples to follow them back to Amon. Uh, those who agreed to follow Orome, who's one of the Valar, mm-hmm. um, received the name Eldar. So they're the Eldar. They're the ones who did follow him into Valinor. Among them were Fenway's people, who would eventually become known as the Noldor. Um, they later became students of, um, oh gosh, uh, the Smith. I can't, I can't pronounce his name. Ole, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, A A U L E with the eyes. I don't know. I need to listen to the book again. They have such good uh, pronounce. Martin yeah. Shaw is that his name. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. I haven't listened to it, but yeah, I know that it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. I got the CD version. It's actually oh, that's sweet. I got the old CDs and everything. I had to a special order it. No way. Yeah, and Is I played it not my, on Audible. No, no way. See, uh-uh. There you go. Yeah, and uh, some people have uploaded it to YouTube. So if you want to listen to it, yeah, it is the legit version. Um, oh, that's super helpful. Those they they've been coached in how to you know from Elven linguists to yeah. know how to say these. Exactly. These crazy words. It's great. It's great. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, the three ambassadors, right? They come mm-hmm. back. Finway had the most success convincing his people to go to Valinor. Mm-hmm. And he has an elder son named Fainor. And he's that great. He creates the Silmarillions, basically. Okay. okay. He, he creates them. He's the greatest craftsman among the elves of the Valinor. Okay. So cool stuff, right? Yes. So I think that's kind of the setup here. You have the, the Teleri. There's, there's different factions, right? There's three different factions. The Teleri don't actually they struggle to get all the way west. They kind of get, we said this in this past week's episode, that they kind of get slowed up. They get uh, enamored with the things in Middle Earth and they want to go, they long to stay there. Like mm-hmm. they kind of want to, they don't want to go They love west. Middle Earth. Yeah. yeah. And so um, that actually, uh, Thingle, he kind of, when he stays and rules them, um, he was at one point Elway and he, the, the, they become known as the Talari and they mm-hmm. don't actually, you know, go back to Valinor. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you said, he ends up marrying, um, what's her name? Um, Melian, mm-hmm. right? Who is a Maiar. Mm-hmm. Crazy. An yeah. elf actually marries, you know, um, one of the Maiar, one of the Maya. Um, Batting above his average. Yeah, Getting he above is. above his weight. He is, actually. So I think that's pretty neat. It's part of the beauty of Luthien, right? Mm-hmm. So is she half? What is she? Right. She's half elf. Yeah. Half Maiar, what is she? She's yeah. something different. You know? Well, that would explain the power of her singing as well. You know, Absolutely. I, I'm hearing about this history. You're talking about how the world was sung into being. And I'm thinking about how she has a way of, well, she has a way really of her songs influence the future. Yeah. Right? She almost kind of continues that 
singing of uh, into being. That's right. Um, yeah. And, and, and it, you know, it's funny. You read it in a synopsis, and that's how I read it first. I was like, how silly is that? Come on. But you read it within the context of the it's, story, and there's there's details that you can't put in a synopsis. Right. That no. that yeah. flush it out more and make it that much more powerful. Yeah. Um, well, that makes sense. The power of song, then. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I just thought there's your, there's your setup. So yeah, the the so one of our characters is Luthien, and her father is Thingol, mm-hmm. formerly known as El Elway, mm-hmm. who uh, was one of the ambassadors. That's great. And you know they're of the Talari uh, elves. I, and I, if I get any of this wrong, you just guys just let me know. I'm just kind of spitballing here and uh, new to I'm I'm new to this as well too. Yeah. So you know, um, but uh, yeah, and then Melian is is her mother. Yeah. So there you go. Awesome. That starts us off, so we, we get to learn more about her because she's got a lot of, she's a boss. Okay. Yes, she is. Yeah, big so time. So, where do we jump in here, my friend? Well, what so, do you want? How do you want to do this? You just want to do major bullet points that that big takeaways, mile I markers. Guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, big takeaways. I okay. We'll just get into the, the beginning of the story. Okay. I, yep. I, I it had me hooked from the very beginning. You've got a small group of men, and 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 it was big for me that it started off with men. Because mm-hmm. elves are great. I love elves. They're cool. Right. And actually, of all the elves, I think Luthien is the most attractive, maybe because she's, like you just said, not totally elf. Yeah, right. right. She's also Maiar as well, yeah, right? That's right. So she's she's elevated a little bit and different and kind of, in a way, unpredictable. You yeah, know what I mean? She is. Kind of, that's kind of like Gandalf. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, she's it's got sort a of, mind of her own. Right. She's. Right. About her own, yeah. She's, she's well because that's they were there to help the Maya were there to help the, um, the 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 Valar to create things and yeah. to and to take care of things and stuff like that. So yeah. they very much care about the world and and in the way in which Melkor, you know, Morgoth is destroying things and the shadow that yeah. he brings yeah. on stuff. So yeah. she's got a bit of that in, in her as well. Yep, I think. absolutely. So, so anyway, it was really cool to see to see see men as kind of the the, the center of this. Yeah. Um, you know, and also, I got to read the opening. I was, I swear I wasn't going to do this, but the opening is so beautiful. Among the tales of sorrow and of ruin that come down to us from the darkness of those days, there are yet some in which amid weeping, there is joy. And under the shadow of death, light yeah. endures. So right off the bat, you know, it's going to be a sad story. Yes. But there's goodness that shines through it. There's beauty within it. So so cool. I mean, it's like what a poetic way to get you into a story too. Yeah, it's like reading yeah. some kind of ancient, uh, I don't know, epic love ballad or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, basically, you've got um, Bera here who is retreating. Uh, they were defending Dorthunion, where Morgoth uh, had pursued him during this this big this big battle, the Dagger Bragalock. Is that right? Yeah, you're right. Um, so they withdrew to this lake area. It was kind of the secluded. Um, lake area called Tarn Eluin. Mm-hmm. Eluin. Eluin. I can't, I don't know how to pronounce that. But they were kind of hidden. It was almost like this little pocket that Morgoth um, couldn't get to. Yeah. Kind of gave up the hunt, pretty much. Um, but he set Sauron onto it, right? He mm-hmm, said, mm-hmm, you know yeah. what? You go take care of them. I can't figure out where they are. Get these guys somehow. Yeah. So, very interesting. This pitiable character of Gorlin. Right, he was uh, the husband of Eilinel. So there's the tie-in there is that when he, when before he went on this battle, his home was destroyed. Right, yeah. yeah. And his wife disappeared and vanished. 
He didn't know if she had been killed or if she was taken captive. Um, so while they're in this area, this by this Tarn Iloan, he's close enough to his home that what he does is he goes out at night and revisits his house mm-hmm. uh, in hopes that you know maybe he'll find his wife or find some clue or just maybe out, out of a uh, some need of comfort, right? Right. Yeah. So uh, Sauron sees this, uh huh, yeah, and sets a trap for him. Yeah. Um, and he goes one night and and thinks he sees this light. And he thinks that he sees his wife. Yeah. And he approaches, and as he gets closer, the light disappears, the figure vanishes, and he feels um, you know, the strong hands of orcs upon his shoulders. Yeah. Boom, taken captive. So obviously I'm I'm abridging this, right? I'm putting in my own words. So if That's I get great. something a little bit off, this is just my impression, my takeaway. So um Gorlim, poor Gorlim is tortured yeah. by Sauron. Tortured. Yes. Okay. And 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 Sauron tells us his uh, his ruffians says and his orcs says do whatever you gotta do get this guy to give up the location Poor of Barra here because I want his I want his butt yep well, so he was one of the only people still left kind of defending that uh, mm. that region against Morgoth and mm. and and stuff and he, his numbers had dwindled yeah. quite a bit so yeah um, but yeah I don't, know. I don't know so he gets this uh, eventually he you know they're, they're saying like you know hey. We know what you're doing at this house. We know you want your wife back. You tell us where they are, we'll get you your wife back, okay? Well, we'll give you what you really desire. And so only after a lot of torturing and and, and rough treatment and like um, just just torment, he he agrees that if, you know, if he can have his wife back, he'll he'll tell tell what happened. So he goes to Sauron and it, it, it this gave me freaking chills, dude. Yeah. It was it was crazy cuz he was like, you know, um, what what price would you barter with me? Yeah, you know he says to have um, to have Ilanel back. Yeah, right. And he says, "Wow, what a what a cheap price for such treachery." Essentially, Sauron says, "You know, which is crazy." It's crazy. So so he he tells them he gives them up where they are. Sauron says, um, "Yeah yeah, I'll, I'll reunite you with with her. She's mm-hmm. dead. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you." Wow. So he you know. It gives him. It says, I think, like a, a, a like it torments him in such a way that is is gives him a really really evil like nasty death. Death. Yeah. So so yeah. makes it painful for him. So poor Gorlim, uh, you know, did his best, but his his love was his weakness, which is very interesting because yeah. this is a theme that comes up again later. Right. Yeah. Um. Is. So anyway, uh, they go. They they take Barahir and his men. They they kill them. Um. And sort of the silver lining of this is that his son Beren was out, kind of um, spying the enemy, right? His father had sent him. I know. I wonder why. I can't remember if it says why, but if he, it's just almost this divine, like fate thing playing. Yeah. Uh, maybe Aru Iluvatar, yeah, sort of yeah. like uh, I don't know Gandalf, whoever's in control of all this stuff. Yeah, I don't yeah. know the Maiar. Um, so he had been out um, spying these, spying the enemy. You know, and he has this dream, right? Yeah. Where he sees crows carry on that wow. were dripping in blood, uh, and sees the wraith of Gorlim come to him and My tell gosh, him what yeah. what he had done. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is what I did. Uh, go back to Barahir and and please uh, warn him mm-hmm. of his danger. So he speeds. It's almost kind of like um, it reminds me of uh, almost Gladiator, in a way. 
right? Yeah. He's, spe- he's speeding back to his home um, to uh, to try and save his father and the men. And you know, he gets there and, and he sees the crows fly away, and they're in the trees, almost mocking him, like he's yeah. too late, kind of a thing. So he raises a mound upon his father and buries him, and um, vows to have revenge. So it's awesome, like his oh god, what what was it called his his woodsmanship or something. Okay, was so good that he was able to he he pursued these orcs right. He's yeah. gonna have they're gonna have vengeance. Yeah. Um, so he pursues them, and his woodsmanship was so good that he was able to sneak up upon them without them even noticing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you almost imagine he's moving kind of like ghost, like a wraith, like yeah, like a ranger. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he hears the orc uh, chieftain kind of bragging about how he had uh, killed Byr here. Holds up his hand, says, "Here he is. Here's his hand." Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, he does. Don't and you? it's the ring of Barra here. Before, all, yeah. What was it called before? Was it his father's name before it was Ring of Bear here? Mm. I called it something else, guys. I'm sorry. I can't. Yeah, let me look real quick. Can't remember. We said we'd do this. The we, Ring of. Let me look it up here. Ring of Felagund. Felagund, yep. So. Mm-hmm. Um, was an elven is artifact. Is that Finrod? Yeah, it was an elven okay. artifact that was originally given by Finrod. To Bear here. To Bear here. And it was, it was it part of the. Um, yeah. Part of, part of his oath, the oath that uh, Finrod fulfilled by protecting or helping Bear here, or helping Baron. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, cool. So that comes into play later. I, I kind of missed that. That's sweet. So yeah. he sees the ring, uh, goes in, kills that uh, chieftain, gets the ring back, and then is able to evade him and just and run off. Mm-hmm. It, like, what an amazing opening. It got me sucked right in. Uh, I was all about it. You've got this story of vengeance. Um, he, he, he goes and ven- avenges his father's death. There's this epic, you know, what is this ring? What is this all about? Of course, we know that the Ring of Barry here sits upon Aragorn's finger in the Lord of the Rings. Dude, that's crazy, man. So, okay, so go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. So it's just, it's these cool, it, it, it drew me in immediately because I love Aragorn. And I'm like, this is his, these are his ancestors. This is where this ring came from. Now mm-hmm. I got to see the rest of the journey. I got I to see what happens next. Right. It's just amazing. So what were you gonna say? No, it, it's uh, so, so the reason that that Bear here gets the ring is because he saves Finrod's life, you know, um, and so he yeah. gives that to him as this you know kind of an eternal like you know uh, gratitude to his of, friendship yeah. between uh, the two, and it actually says not just Bear here but the House of Bear here, yeah, 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 and that he would honor you know which comes up later. What I'm yeah. thinking, if you take it all the way to Aragorn, who is left of Finrod's line? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just throwing out questions right now that I would want to look up later wow, myself. So dude. I'll do it while you while you continue. Wow. But, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So he kind of wanders in um, uh, in exile, I guess, for about four years. He journeys in and near Dorthonion, and uh, which is actually uh, Darth Vader's um, signature uh, dish. He brings into potlucks on the Death Star, Dorthonion. Mm-hmm. It's like an onion soup. It uh, looks like, uh, like, like <laughs> wow, thanks. Okay. Looks like his line doesn't necessarily uh, continue. I thought that he had, uh, thought that he had children. Pretty cool though. Regardless. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. S- no, no, sorry. I'm just, I'm just going through the plot point. You stop me and take over whenever you want. No, too, yeah. yeah you're fine. I'm, I, you're, it's amazing. Really neat. Yeah. Um, and he earned renowned, uh, with his, uh, his desperate deeds. He, he builds a reputation in this four years um, out in the wilderness. I, I think at one point it says, I'm going to try and just go from 
notes and memory. I don't even, I, I could, if I start reading the book, I'm going to want to read everything. So I'm going to stay away from it. Yep. Um, and we'll save that for the reread. Yep. But he yep. even like vows. It's crazy. He's out here living in nature with animals. It says he begins to talk to the creatures and the birds, mm-hmm. gets yep. to know them as like, it's like his only um, relations, only family. It's like the birds and the beasts that are around him. Well, his only company. Um, and during that time, he vows to, to, and sets himself to eat no, eat no flesh. Yeah. So here you right. go. Vegan next door. This is what we're talking about. This is for you. He becomes <laughs> uh, you know, becomes a vegan. He's eating plants only. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I thought that was so cool that he had, he, he had this connection with these animals so deeply that he couldn't bring himself to kill any of them. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's just sure. cool. It's, it's, that's a Tolkien thing that's thrown in there. That's, that's really, really neat. So anyway, um, you know, out here doing crazy stuff, talking to the birds and beasts, eating, eating grass. And after a while he comes to Doriath seeking refuge. Yep. And this in, in the forest of Nel, Neldoreth is where he sees Luthien, who he calls, yeah, and the song, he, he, he calls her Tenuviel, which means nightingale. Right. Because he's, he's like, I think it said that he was like, he, he was like dumbfounded. She sang this song and it was so beautiful that, and then she just kind of vanishes and he, ha, he doesn't know, he's like left, like just doesn't know what to say, doesn't know what to do. Was this a dream? Yeah. Was this real? He's just really beside himself at at being in the presence of of Luthien. Um, Man, yeah. So they they fall in love. They do. Um, yeah. It's a, that, this is where that Romeo and Juliet connection comes yeah. in. He's you know love at first sight type of situation. And he's not really supposed to be there. No. Either. No. He's definitely sneaking around. And yeah. And and like uh, yeah. Okay. So. Um, because she's not outside of their kingdom, she, he's actually in, in theirs. Right. Yeah. Right. He's he's a wanderer. He goes mm-hmm. goes in and out. So they spend some time together. They're obviously in love, right? Yep. Um, we've got this other character who kind of comes into it, uh, Daron, who is kind of the co- yeah, he's kind of the Cocoaum to uh, Luthien's Pocahontas kind of deal. <laughs> he's the dude who he longs for for Luthien, but um, he's not, he's taking the wrong path. Yeah. So he kind of he spies on. Luthien and, and Baron and reports to Thingol what's going on. So Thingol obviously becomes uh, pretty mad. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. And orders them be taken to Menegroth. So they come before him. He meets Baron. Yeah. Right. And they kind of have this icy exchange. Uh, they, the, you know, um, pretty much Baron comes out and says, I, I love your daughter and I want her. You know, I want her hand. Yeah. Um, and and you know he says, well, you're gonna have to do something for me. Uh, you're gonna have to go get a Silmaril. You know something. I I think he yeah, just thinks he, it's the most ridiculous thing ever. Got to go get a Silmaril from the crown of of uh, Morgoth. Well, he bring it back in your hand. He's actually, um, golly, he he brings up the oath in which in which he he's, he wants to just kill him on the spot. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He does. Right. That's and, what he and does. There's some kind of oath that keeps him from. From 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 killing him. Well, and even know? just even just Luthien's words, right? Yeah, it's it's oh, doesn't he, she make him promise to not? Oh, does she? I think so. Well, I know I know Melion's counsel. Um, let's see. She brings she she reminds him of the of the. There was some someone will tell us. I'm sure the uh, all the promise that was made. You know, there there was something that that hindered him 
and I don't have the book in front of me. Hopefully, maybe here you, can, you go. Here it is. What, what do you got? Um, it, it was. Then the king was filled with anger for Luthien. He loved above all things, setting her above all the princes of the elves. Whereas mortal men, he did not take even into his own service. Obviously, I thought very mm-hmm. lowly of men. Therefore, he spoke spoke in grief and amazement to Luthien. But she would reveal nothing until he swore an oath to her that he would neither slay Beren nor imprison him. So it was just a promise to her. Okay, okay. I thought um, it was something else ordered it. Yep. Yeah, so she just says, promise you won't. He makes that promise. And, and yeah, that's it. He, he, I forgot that he wanted to kill, He wants to kill him. Yep. And because of that promise, he says, and because I love my daughter so much, I won't. Yeah. Uh, but, but he makes, makes that known. He's like, I would kill you if I could. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeez, man. Yeah. I mean, hold on a second here. You know, you're, you know, you're hooking up with a Maiar. Yeah, really. Batting out of your own league. Really? Okay. Exactly. Come on now. You, 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 you can't see where this guy's coming from? Exactly, dude. Have a little sympathy. He Come is on. you. Yeah, he is. They? You. They? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and there's uh-huh. also this interesting... Um, Inter- God, see, I'm going to get stuck in the book now. It's going to go too long as... No, I don't keep care. Me out of it. I don't care if it goes two or three hours. I don't care. But Baron and Melian have this interesting... Uh, like they have these glances and looks between them. Yes. There's this interesting connection there. And she kind of senses a deeper fate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, uh, 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 yeah, she seemed to, ha- uh, to him that were, no, it seemed to him that words were put into his mouth. Uh, fear left him and pride of the eldest house of men returned to him. And he said, "Never mind." He talks about his fate. And and oh, that's right, because he insults um, his lineage, yeah, Baron's lineage. Yeah, he and he says, "Hang on a second, uh, you know, I, I come from from a long line of of men who've done incredible things." Um, yeah, hmm. and that's where he says he earned he's earned death. Oh my gosh, it's just crazy. Okay, no, no, we can't get sucked in, dude, because this will be for the reread. There's just so much to unpack. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Well, Melian, yeah. Melian, I, I just put up her page here real quick, just to kind of uh, give us a little context. So she does; she foresees that war was coming to this land, right? Yeah. Uh, Melian warned her husband Thingol. Um, so she says he's pretty much sealed his fate either way. Yeah, either, either way, you lose your right. daughter or you lose yeah. your land. Yeah. So in in yeah. turn, Thingol ordered the the, the delving of um, the strong fortress in in their kingdom. So they're setting up his his kingdom here. You know, um, and, and so on. It, so anyway, she's always kind of warning him. And it talks about this in Baron Luthien that she, um, yeah, warns him of, of these things that are going to, that are going to come. Yeah. You're, you're damned either way. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So incredible. Uh, it's really neat. Actually. Again, that's a very like Galadriel thing to do. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Like the Kings are kind of more, not huh. rash, but they, 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 they just come out and say it. And there's, there's wisdom from their queen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sorry. There's just so much. No, dude. It's uh, dude. I'm not uh, like I can't. For me to say this as yeah, I almost said to you today, yeah, that I love Baron and Luthien almost as much as, and I couldn't even finish the sentence. Yeah. I know. I know. Because I know. it is so good, and there is so much to unpack. But but there we could do that forever. And plus, I also want to read. I don't want to take it too much out of context from my point of view because I haven't read the other stories in the Silmarillion and I want to, I want to, I mean, one thing affects the other. And so I want to, I want to be able to have that full context too when we go back through it. But 
Anyway, dude, dude here's something real quick. So, yeah, give me. so, so with with uh, with with Melian, um, she during the during the um, the war with the great enemy Morgoth, right? Um, when he comes to their land, she uses her power to guard and defend it um, with a protection called List Melian, um, or the uh, Girdle of Melian, and their kingdom wow. was known as um, oh, I forget how to pronounce it, uh, Dori- Doriath. Yeah, Doriath. Dor- yeah, Doriath. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Um, the land of the fence. Okay. Whoa. Yeah, this prevented Again, anyone. Again, the names. It's all in the names of Tolkien. Yeah. This prevented anyone less powerful than Melion, anyone less powerful, uh, from entering the kingdom. Wow. Um, however, with the foresight of Amaya, she predicted that one day someone more powerful would be able to enter. When Baron arrived... As foretold, she counseled Is King Thingol. Is that Thingle. what the glance was? Yeah, so she counseled King Thindle, King Thingol, um, against sending Baron to search for a Silmaril, which would eventually lead to um, Doriath's ruin. This was one of the many instances in which wow. she proved, uh, through her wisdom and powers of foresight, to be wiser than her husband and an effective queen of her land. Uh, the great evil wolf, which we're going to get to, yep. I say Karkaroth, I... Yeah, so however you say it. Uh, also passed uh, the girdle um, as the power of the Silmaril let him. So wow. just very interesting uh, tidbit on her. So yeah. she's trying to counsel you know, him and it's... But she's also very not... She's protective, but at the same time, you make make your own... You know, Sounds like another Maiar I know. Call your own shot. That sounds like Gandalf, yeah. doesn't it? I'll give you advice, but you do what... What yeah. you think is best. Not controlling. Uh, yep. Man. Uh, okay. Wow. What, so, what, what are we doing here? Where are we? So anyways, yeah. Back to the, uh, to, to the story. So he's still before King Thingle. Yep. Um, to get the gist of it, he is sent to go get a, a Silmaril. Right. End of story. And he's going to go alone. Yeah, he's going to. Right. Um, well, actually, he decides to uh, go hit up Finrod. Yes, yeah, right. That's yeah. right. And, and so he knows that... Um, he he actually kind of does. I think he has this facade of um, confidence while he's there, and it's sort of like trying to impress yeah. this girl's Luthien, father for sure. You, you when know? you're in love, you got no fear. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Like, and then yeah. when he leaves her presence, it's sort of like despair kind of sets in. Like, oh, yep. How am I gonna? How am I gonna do this? What do I get myself into? Yeah, yeah. So he seeks out um, Finrod. Yeah, for, yep, that's right. Which was so basically so his father had saved him, had saved Finrod. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the ring comes into play. Mm-hmm. You know, and... Um, this this kingdom is kind of... Uh, Nargothrond, is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, super interesting to me because Finrod's in charge, right? Yep. But you also have... We have these two characters that come into... Kelegorm and Kurafin, yes. who also kind of have power. Yep. Right? And they have... The, they, almost like they have their own... It's almost like political. Like they have their own parties that support them. Yes. The majority support... Um, Finrod, uh, but you've got Kelligorm and Kurifin who are who are vying, and, and you were telling me that they're the the sons of uh, Fëanor of, of Fëanor. Yeah. Okay. And so they're they're well, we I, we skip to it. We, we learn that they secretly they just want to outlast every other powerful um, elf and 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 king and and they do gain ultimate power well you know the idea too they're is playing that, chess so 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 feanor was as i mentioned at the, at the beginning he creates the silmarils okay so their father creates the silmarils okay. 
So they are obsessed. They they swear an oath, and there's there's a lot to and this. And they're they're the rightful. If anyone's going to get them, they should get them. They, they even get say them. that too, don't yep. they? they? Because their father their was family, right? And um, so, anyways, you know, he actually created the uh, the the Palantir, the 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 Palantir. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he created those. You know, he and he creates these things from the lamps. You know, or the trees. Is it the lamps or the tree? The trees. They're over um, in 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 Valinor. So, anyways. His sons are, are super obsessed with getting these things. And Dude, okay, sorry. Got? And another connection, um, Kurafin is the father of Celebrimbor. Oh, is he really? Who makes all the rings. Wow, that's cool. So these guys make really important stuff. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah. They're, that's their thing. The makers, know? okay. Yeah. Um, so anyways, when he goes to seek out Finrod, you know, um, who's this other king, mm-hmm. uh, elven king, mm-hmm. these other guys are kind of... Um, like they're a big deal. Like you said, there's factions of support yep. and stuff, but uh, they, they're trying to dissuade from helping. Baron, yeah, they are. Right? They are hell bent on taking, getting the Silmarils however they can, returning them, defeating Morgoth. That's their big thing. Yeah. So they'll do yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, they're kind of a wild card. Yeah. You know, as elves, as elves go. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, he seeks he seeks Fenrod out. Fenrod goes and tries to uh, find some support. I think they only get like what ten ten guys ten yeah. guys. It's crazy. Um, Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Uh, so Finrod takes his crown off and gives it to Orodreth, his nephew, while they're gone. So he's kind of set up as this temporary king while he goes off. Because, yeah. I, I mean, they don't know if they're going to come back either. Yeah. You know, they know what they're about to do is, is really dangerous. Know? I mean, I, not to jump way Probably ahead Probably not. I've always been obsessed with, with Glorfindel. 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 Really? I had no idea. Glorfindel. Didn't know you liked him. Because he's resu- she? because he's because he's resurrected, you know. I've always yeah. thought that's really cool. Yeah. And not to skip to one of my big takeaways from this is that Finrod is resurrected. They're the only two who who actually will walk again and yeah. are given that life again. Yeah, that's true. Um, Holy know, crap! Yeah. So because because of their great deed and what they did, right, and fulfilling. You know, like for for Finrod, it's fulfilling that promise. That, that promise, oath. yeah, following through on these things, you know. And th- so, God, how good is a story? I know it separates him from the others. It's great. It's fantastic. And this is why, as I'm a little plug here, this is why Amazon needs to go this direction with this TV show, dude. Yeah, this could be a whole season. I know. Oh my gosh, dude, can you imagine? There's so much more they can do with the Silmarillion. There's so much they can do. Yeah. So, and are you, are you hungry for this kind of stuff? Because I am. I am very. It's hungry. new. It's fresh. But it it. it it informs what mm-hmm. we already have. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Wow. So, um, let's see here. What do we got? They. Oh, this was so cool, dude. They find the orc pack. Yep. They yep. kill them, and then they take all their stuff, and they take on the guise of these orcs. Yep. 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 So shape shifting. If you're into shape shifting, this story has it too. This yeah. I don't know why this this caught me. I didn't expect them to do this. It caught me off no, guard, right. and it was such a cool little like magical thing. Yep. Um. So they go forward and they're going to this Sauron's Isle. Sauron's Isle. Yeah. Not where you want to go on vacation. Sounds lovely, but very, very hot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but they don't trick Sauron. Sauron, dude, this, and the other thing I love about the story is Sauron is so kind of, in the Lord of the Rings, he's, he's, he's a subtle threat, right? Mm-hmm. He, he's, his physical presence is gone. It's his spirit and his gnawing away through the ring that's there, and it's his yeah. armies that are left over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here yeah. we get to really know Sauron. Yes, he is an asshole. Yep, massive asshole, no. masshole. So um, 
he 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 can see right through them. Knows something's different about them because of the way they move. Um, yeah. And the song uh, they sang a song that was also revealing of of their true identity. Yeah. Um, and but no, then, no, the, I'm sorry. Finrod is singing a song of concealment. Yes, that's yeah. right. That's right. Well, well, again, the power of these songs. Do too. you know what this makes me think of? Do you think of the chapter that this makes me think of? This makes me think of Gandalf at the top of the stairs, speaking words of command. Oh yes, mm-hmm. and yep. and yep. and like using spells. Yep. And the other person was on the other side, also speaking using quickly spe- spells. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a battle of battle of, of magic. Yeah, yeah. It's a rap battle up in there. You know? Word, dude, throwing you down. Know? Yeah. So Calabar, Calagrim, and Gemma don't. So, um, but anyways, it's just kind of a neat, uh, different way cool. of, of conflict. Yeah, you know, and it starts here with Finrod. It'll continue with uh, Tenubial, with 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 Luthien. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and so eventually, Sauron wins. Um, he asks them their purposes and their names. They won't tell him. I think it even says that they were like, they were stricken naked. Yeah, and they they mm-hmm. all of a sudden like this fear came over them. Like, oh crap, we're in, we're yep. in for it. Yep. And then he, you know, he puts them into the pits uh, to be eaten by. This is uh, werewolves. Werewolf. Is I, there was a, right. a werewolf. A werewolf. Yeah. A pretty, pretty uh, uh, big deal. Yeah. Who eats them kind of one by one. Crazy. And still, they, they did not reveal themselves. No, they did not. So so these 10 companions were the best people to pick. Yeah. Um, I think he saves Finrod because he kind of, he senses something about him. He knows him. something's up with him. You're right. Yeah. And, He's going to be last. And I think it's um, when they go to take Baron, Finrod yes. breaks his chains. Yep. Yep, and and I mean, talk Saves about him. a beast mode. I know, I know. You know, and, and fulfills his oath. Yeah, doesn't he kill the werewolf? He does, but he lies. He dies in the lies process. dying. Yes. Yeah. Um, and actually, before that, we jump. Right. We jump back to Luthien, right? Yep. For sure. Goes to uh, ask Melian what's going on, and learns that Baron is in danger, and she knows that she's got to go save his butt. Yeah. Which I, is is the part I love the most. Yeah. She is the hero of the story. She is. She is a enchantress, man. Yeah. She's amazing. She is. Uh so powerful. She she goes to rescue him and and um Who betrays her again, but uh Darren. No, it's all minstrel here. He wants he wants a piece. Maybe he should work more on his musical abilities. Dude, it's crazy because he yeah. did he did play for her while she danced. That's true. You know, he he was there yeah. with her this whole time, and then so it it, it hurt think, even deeper, didn't it? Yeah, perhaps maybe he he foresaw way before Baron ever shows up that he's closest to her. You know, and he felt yeah. special in that way because uh, his his ending is sad. It is sad. He kind of wanders off and yeah, and he uh, goes east. Uh, yeah, ends up just, by like a dark pool and right, just, just singing sad songs. And yeah, to the end of his days, touching himself. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so, consoling himself. That's what I meant. That's guys. what you Come meant. On. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, um, she she's uh, imprisoned though. Luthien is imprisoned in the in the in the big treehouse. Is what I call it. That's right. That's right. Thingle <laughs> sets up a yeah a house in the uh, up with the Ewoks <laughs> and this uh, giant treehouse on the uh, these tall. What are the trees? Uh, um, and, uh, they're just three trunks. But they, they remind special. me of like Malorn kind of type. Too. They're they're giant, right? They're, they're huge, special huge. trees, yeah. And I, their branches don't start growing until like extreme heights. Yep, yep. So they're just these giant. Um, uh, what's that part called? Trunks. There you go. And puts her up there. And so this is also kind of crazy. So she's up there, and the ladder's taken up. And the only time she sees anyone is when they come and give her what she needs, and yeah. then like food and everything, and they leave. So she does this crazy weird thing with her hair, mm-hmm. right? Where she lets it grow. 
Yeah. And she pulls this Rapunzel thing where she lets it down. And, okay, I can't remember exactly, but she lets it down and the ends of it have some kind of magical thing that put the elves to sleep. And then she, does she pull it up and use it? Is that what she uses as her, like, invisibility thing? I don't know. Yeah, she has, like, some, but how does she actually get down? That Dude, was, I don't freaking know. It doesn't actually tell you how she, no. how she got down. It doesn't really say. It's implied. Right. That she uses her hair to get down. Right. Um, Crazy. So this hair is a versatile weapon she's got. Yes, it is. Uh, it's not the last time she'll use it either. Right. So, um, yeah, she uses that to get away. Um, she escapes Doriath and, and flees for the island in search of, of Baron. Yeah. Um, but? Yeah. In the forest as she's leaving, she meets Juan. Oh, good for her. Which, who on who on the hound yep who is good doggy dude no joke my favorite character me too and the whole time i was thinking how many times this, is he allowed to speak three times dude let me tell you something with the number three bro dude and the fact that he has to pick those times i know throughout his whole life he hadn't spoken you know what it's three. like it's like the three wishes in aladdin yeah yeah it's choose them carefully yep make them count and, and he was and, yeah. and he had saved him for this he did, and he he could have used him when he was a pup, and said, "Give me some." F- he even really food. Just uses two, and we'll get to the third one, which is like, yeah, it's a, it's art. See you later. I love you. Yeah. So wow. Um, but I um I thought of Arwen when I was reading about Huan, I did too. um, especially when when she's taken captive by Kelagorm and Kurofin, which happens next. Uh, they're you know whatever. Kelagorm falls in love with her, and pretty much says, "I'm going to hold her for." For ransom until thing go not ransom, but I'm gonna make thing yeah. goal promise that that they, we can be together, we be can wed. be wed. Yeah, and um, she, he's not the only one who falls in love with her. Huan, as soon as he sees her, has a connection with. Yes, her. Yeah. yeah, and and he mm-hmm. it talks about when she's imprisoned there and held held captive, he would he would lay at her, um, just at the at the at the you know at her at her cell, and, and keep her company. Now wait a second, did he speak? Is this the first speaking? Oh, let me pull him up real quick. Ooh, good question. Because he speaks to, I know, the the second time he speaks. I'm trying to remember the first time he speaks here. Um, let's see. He pitied Luthien and sought her out, so he became involved with the quest for the Silmaril. Um, speaking for the first time, he told her of a way to escape and then accompanied her. Um, yeah, to and for the first time he spoke, giving her counsel. Yeah, devised a plan for the aid of Luthien. And coming at a time of night, he brought her cloak. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're yep. right. Yep. So, anyways, just kind of neat how he. Um, yeah. Where, he, where was it? Is that that's not the forest? That's that's later on when he when they're on their way to um, to to Sauron's Isle. Yeah. Or, or at Sauron's Isle, I think maybe. I can't I can't really tell. The here. second time or the first the time? first time the first time. I think the first time you're right is when they're yeah it's when she's held captive. Okay. okay. She's held captive and she, you know, he's sitting there with her. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And he even allows her to ride upon him like a horse, which is mm-hmm. a big deal for him because he's, he's a big deal. He's not just a normal no beast. He's, he's, um, he has a connection to Valinor. He does. Right? He he's, was sent by them. Yes. I mean. Yeah. I mean, he's a they, special, special dog. He's a special. Yes, he is. Yeah. And it's, it's great because... You know, he has these powers and he is, uh, I mean, even at this point, so to kind of get, and he right, has a prophecy too. He has a destiny. He does. He does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Sorry. and, uh, well, it's just neat though, that he's, he's with these elves and he is able to realize like, you know, 
yeah, they're not treating her right. This is not cool. Even right. though he was, he had befriended. That was his master. Kelly Gorm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It was time to move on to Luthien. Yep. And he actually protects them from Sauron. Yeah, dude. Takes him down. Yes, he does. By because, the throat. Because Huon goes in there and just lays waste to the other wolves. Yes, that's like right. Like in the werewolves and stuff. That's right. And yep. they actually go back uh, and, and they tell Sauron, you know, uh, that Luthien had came and she goes mm-hmm. down into the pit and mm-hmm. is, with, is with Baron. And one of the wolves like limps back or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he takes, and so Sauron decides, here's what I'll do. I'll take him on yep. and I'll take the form of this Of the werewolf. one who is, yes. Yeah, yeah right. that's right. So, um, I mean, he's got Sauron by the neck. By the yeah. time he gets down there and tries to, you know, uh, take him on. Pretty what was amazing. he thinking? I don't know. You know, I don't know. So, anywho. Um, but uh, where are we at? So, so, so Baron We're is... We're about there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, Let's see. So, he... Yeah, so he, he kind of... He has Sauron... So, they, they go to the bridge. They... they uh, well, hang on a second. So, so Finrod and Beren are in the. This is where that comes up, where he saves Beren. Okay. So okay. Finrod is is uh, about to watch Beren be eaten. He can't stand it. He jumps out and attacks this this werewolf. Oh, that's where that creature. Yeah, he, bur- he breaks out of his chains. Yeah, breaks his chains right and and okay. fights this thing to the death, kills it, and then he's you know kind of dying, and Beren is there mourning. Um, and, and, uh, that's when Luthien and Juan get there. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he's, Sauron sends out wolves to attack Juan, but he kills him. No problem at all. Yep. And then, um, yeah, Sauron comes out and, and, yeah. and takes him on and, and Juan like doesn't even bat an eye, takes him down, yep. holds yep. him by the throat and yeah, holds him there. So Luthien can have, you know, kind of talks. To yeah. Him and, and says, and she's I want, like, she's like, you're either going to submit this to me. Yep. Or we'll send you back as a spirit to Morgoth, mm-hmm. and you can explain to him what happened. Yep. Yeah. And you'll be a little, you know, you'll be exactly. Yeah, it's, brought low in yep. front of your master. So you want to do that? He doesn't want that, right? So he submits his island, and then he like shape shifts into a, a bat, yeah, vampire type thing, and yep. flies away to Ungbond, old Dracula. Um, that's right. And then. Uh, Luthien comes to Beren. I love it. Says in there, like you know, Beren was in such grief and mourning that he didn't even notice Luthien approaching yeah. him. Yeah, right. Which is huge for him because he's like, this is, he's like obsessed with her. She's she's like, what well, you imagine he, him. he and he and Finrod probably really bonded on this Absolutely. trip and being down there and and to seeing just the honor in which he, you know, fought and protected him and, oh, and yeah. held yeah. his held up his oath. Yeah. You know, I think Finrod knows too when he sets out. He's like, this is a Quest in which I will probably die. Yeah, not come. We are literally right. walking up to Morgoth, and we're going to try to take a Silmaril. Yeah. I'm dead. Yeah. You know? We all are. Right. And in so. that way, it kind of parallels the whole quest in Lord of the Rings, too, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It, it seems doomed. Um, yeah, from the start. It seems like, you know, you're, going, you're, you're walking to your, to your death, pretty much, or yeah. uh, heading, you know, right into evil and, and darkness. And, yeah, it, it, interesting little parallel there. So, so yep. anyway... Um, uh, Luthien and Baron, uh, sorry, Luthien and Baron, they 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 bury Finrod, and it's interesting. I forgot this connection. He built this tower on this island. Yes. So Finrod was was being held captive in the tower that he had built long ago. Oh. And then so 
because the, the interesting thing is that when they bury him, they bury him on this island, and it's like it's been reclaimed for Finrod. Okay, it's okay. this full circle thing. You know, Sauron had you. taken it, and and because she because Luthien gets she takes dominion over. Yeah, over that. That's yeah. So Sauron had to give that up. Yep, yep. Yeah, and so her. it's kind of this full circle. It comes back to Finrod, and it's like something he once built. He is now mm-hmm. you know buried gotcha. there. Yeah, um, and then they they go free together. Wow. So, oh boy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's let's move on a bit here. Let's keep so, going. um, let's see. It kind of goes back, doesn't it, to to um, Thanor's sons, mm-hmm. right? Kelgorm and Kurfren. Yep. Um, they end up coming across Luthien again, right? Is that correct? Yes. And they're they're trying to kill Baron. Yeah. They yeah. ride uh, Kurfren, um or is, I'm sorry, it's Kelogorm that rides his horse straight for Baron. Yep. Yep. And then Huon betrayed him, stood between them. Yes, he does. He says, I don't think so. Yes, he does. You're not going to go up against Huon. He's, he's a boss. He's a monster. So, um, you know, but uh, yeah, anyway, so so they have a fight, and it is it is what it is, and uh, they go their separate ways. Huon kind of chases them off, you know, and, chases and, off. Uh, and, and Luthien doesn't let Baron um, kill Corifan. Yeah, nope. that's something interesting too. She says, "You know, we don't, we can't. Uh, yeah, not not a good deal. Not nope. a good deal. Well, there's too much bloodshed going on between them and Morgoth. It's like, you yes. know, there's no reason for them to You're, kill your own kin, kind yeah. of a thing, right? Yeah. Even though Baron's not, but it would be for Luthien, kind of a deal. Yeah, so yeah, dude, this is so cool. Uh, so so like the next day, they kind of take off, and he is. Uh, it's, I don't have this in the book. Or I don't know where it's at, but he he sings to Luthien as as he rides. Right. Oh yeah. Isn't that right? And so it, it's it's just kind of neat that he's uh, singing. He's singing to her. To her. Yeah. You know? um, and she heard him. You know, and uh, just interesting. So, uh, but as they get closer, they've got to take disguises, don't they? Yeah, they do. So they they again the disguises come back. First, we were a bunch of pack of orcs trying to convince Sauron that uh, it was interesting. Uh, when I, what I remember from that part too that we kind of glossed over, um, the orcs didn't report back in the right way. Right, and that's how Sauron kind of yeah kind of caught him and brought him before him. Where is the part? Have we gotten to the part two where Beren decides he's going to leave? Is that the singing part? Yeah, possibly, yeah, I think so. Yes, yes. In, in Huron because does, does his second talk. He speaks for the second time. Yes, because he doesn't want he doesn't want Luthien to follow him. Yeah. Remember, he wants to exactly. go do this on his own. He doesn't want peril to um, befall her. Mm-hmm. And his song is about mm-hmm. it's about her. Did 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 Huan not speak to him and warn him that their that their fates were intertwined? Did, isn't it there? There's this reason that said that like you know um, either way, mm-hmm. he he is somehow convinced that. Um, it, it doesn't matter, you know, whether she. Comes or doesn't come, you know? Juan spoke with words, and he counseled Beren, saying, From the shadow of death you can no longer save Luthien, for by her love yep, there you go. she is now subject to it. You can turn from your fate and lead her into exile, seeking peace in vain while your life lasts. But if you will not deny your doom, then either Luthien, being forsaken, must assuredly die alone, or she must with your challenge the fate that lies before you, hopeless yet not certain. Further counsel I cannot give, nor may I go further on your road. But my heart forebodes that what you find at the gate I shall, se- I shall myself see. 
oh my gosh, dude, I just yeah. got the significance of that. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Uh, all else is dark to me, yet it may be that our three paths lead back to Doriath. Yep. And we may meet before the end. Wow. He's wise. He is, dude, man. One is wise. And, and if dogs could talk, that's exactly what they'd Think say. They, they would. They'd be speaking Jeez, some wisdom. Jeez, Lord. To us. Okay, so and that's where they kind of part. Uh, yep. They yep. sort of part ways, and he says, I can't, you know, it's not my path. And right. they go, and, and so... Um, and so Baron uh, and Luthien take off. They do, and they... To they, Morgoth. And they, they go disguised, right? Yep. Up to um, Angben. Um, crap, what is it... Uh, they're disguised as. Yeah, he's a he's a wolf, right? He's the, the Baron is the wolf, and and Luthien is the the bat, right? So yeah. Sauron's messenger. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think they make the mistake of like one of those two is is dead, the werewolf or something, right? Isn't that what their mistake is when they first get to Morgoth? Um, I can't oh remember gosh, exactly. That's but a great question. I think I think as they get there, they're yes, they're, they're tipped off. Yeah. Because uh, Karkaroth was doubtful, for he had you know heard that uh, Dragluin was dead. Yep. Yes, that's okay. right. That's right. Um, just kind of reading ahead here. See if there's. But then else. Luthien puts them to sleep, right? She sings a song and puts them puts them to sleep, and that's how they come into uh, Morgoth's nethermost hall. Yeah, I mean, you know, he he, he sees she she basically, um, I think Baron is exposed. And uh, she basically then just says, oh, "I'm expose myself. I am. Yep. I am. Um, you know. See if uh, you can stay awake during this song. Yeah, I, I am Luthien, <laughs> and he. She and he talks about he's heard of her. Yeah, you know, the land has heard of her yeah. great beauty and her dancing and her yeah. whatnot. And so, you know, he kind of wants to. Yeah, like you had said earlier on, I'm going to see this out, and then when she's done, right." I'm going to own her. I'm right. Take her. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and he, that's exactly what his, it says something like he has a plan yeah. he, in his mind. He sets his, he sets his mind to an evil plan to break her. Yep. Right. To, to, he's got it all in his mind. He knows how it's going to go down. And so his, his vanity and his pride kind of are his downfall here. Yes. Because Luthien starts to sing and she vanishes. Yeah. Right. And this whole time, Betta and his, is he kind of snuck under and sat underneath mm-hmm. as this as this werewolf wolf whatever he was yeah. under uh, Morgoth's throne? Oh, you're right. Kinda so he's asleep. not completely exposed. No, is he? it might have been her. Was it her? Maybe she was. Yeah, I can't think remember. So. Yeah, so she but she kind of vanishes right, and then she continues singing this song, and everyone in this room, all asleep. his servants, fall asleep. Yeah, and slowly but surely he does too. I love the uh, um, the description of how it says like his head. Starts to fall heavy and his forward. crown lean yeah. forward, and then before the you know it, the weight of the Silmarils were yes. carrying him forward. Yes, yeah. and then before you know it, boom, he's like literally on his stomach on yeah. the ground. Yeah, yeah, and that's when Baron kind of shape shifts back. Yeah, uh, he oh, we t- forgot about the, the knife, yeah. the dagger that did he take from Kurafim? Uh, uh, Kelagorm, yeah, right. So he takes this knife, Angrist is what it's yeah, called, which sounds so. a lot like Orcrist, yeah. kind of cool. Probably brother, sister, sword. I don't know. Yeah. Takes the dagger. He he slices the Silmaril off. Yep. Right. Out of the screen. Pries uh, it out. I think. I, I yeah. imagine it as prying. Okay. I don't know. And and part of the and his his knife breaks. And part of it. Yeah, but it didn't break on the first one. It breaked. He had the one out. He was done. Could have walked away. Oh yeah, and he goes for the other ones. He's That's like, right. I'm gonna take all of them. There's three of them. Which is some fate there, too, yeah. isn't it? What are you doing, man? You've got the one. This was your promise. This yeah, was your, why right. are you getting... Right. 
you know, ahead show of yourself off here. Pride. Yeah. Maybe he thought he could whatever. I yeah. don't know. But uh, he goes for the second one. Blade breaks and it uh, swipes across his cheek yeah. and cuts Morgoth cuts and wakes Morgoth. him up. Yeah, yeah. And they are like yeah. bats out of hell. Yep. Getting they they there. flee to get out there. And and at this point, Luthien is obviously she's um, exhausted, right? She yes. says she's, her, her powers were spent. Yep. And so they have to kind of face Karkaroth. Um, long story short, he bites off Beren's hand. Oh, right. But what did I skip? Well, no, the, the cool part is 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 Karkaroth doesn't really know what happened in there. Yeah. And right. so when Baron holds up his hand, he he's he's trying to fake. He's it's a it's a complete bluff. Yeah. To command him to stay. Yeah. And, to, and to, it's almost like this power. Yeah. With the power have. of the Silmaril, he kind of holds yeah. it up, right? Yeah. Well, and yeah. it's it's also you know I think the way I read it is that Luthien is also there too, and so. He doesn't necessarily yeah, know what's, what's going on. Or right. But, you know, he sees the Silmaril. I think that's yep. the kind of the giveaway. Yeah. Is it? Oh, that's not good. I'm right. taking that back. Right. And then he, you know, bites his hand off. And then it um, burns it, him up. It burns his insides and he just takes off on a tear yeah. and just starts running. And it said, like, all, everything in his path was pretty much destroyed. Um, started burning his insides out. And uh, he, he had a, he had a, um, uh, a hunger and a thirst, it yeah. says. You know, yeah. he wanted to just eat and devour and yeah, consume yeah, yeah, yeah. the Silmaril right. wanted it just needed to be fed and uh, yeah it is crazy because when they finally find him they get all the way back and and uh, the eagles take them yeah the eagles yep. take him back and, and, and they pass by gondolin yeah which is kind of cool crazy the hidden city like a green so jewel crazy yeah, you know um yeah. and he gets back to thingle though yeah. uh luthien's father and i love this part dude proclaims it's in my hand it's in my hand man quest is completo I will take your daughter. And he's kind of angry. Thingol's kind of... Yeah, he's kind of like, what are you talking about? He's I, like, sure. Know. And he, he, and he holds, holds out his holds, hand. Holds up the dagger, and then he holds up his other... And yeah. it's, it talks about how his names change to the to the one-handed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and some all the, also some other like elvish word for that, right? Right, right. And yeah. it says like when he sees his, sees his one hand is gone, he, he kind of laughs and is sort of disarmed a little bit. And... Um, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I don't know. He's... Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a wild story, but he, it's not over yet. It's not over yeah. though, because I mean, they still need this, the, the Silmaril yep. and, uh, they, Karkaroth is running around, um, with it in his stomach, consuming people. That's right. They find him at, uh, is Galduin. Yeah. The they falls do. there. The, the, yeah. And he's yep. drinking that water, right? Yeah. That's right. To kind cool him. To cool, to cool his stomach. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so this is when Huan comes back. Man. Thank goodness. Unbelievable. And, Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. And and so actually Thingol, um, Baron, some other folks get together and they're going on the hunt for Kakaroth. Yeah. And um yeah. They uh they, they Kuan ends up uh taking him on. He ends up killing uh Kakaroth and is mortally wounded. Yep. You know, and dies. Yep. So speaking the third his, time, right? He says farewell yeah. to Baron. Yep. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. Uh, Beleg is the one who takes the Silmaril from his belly, gives it to Beren, rousing him. Um, you know, achieves this quest. He, he hands it to Thingol, right? And he wins Luthien, right? You know, uh, we, we, we skipped, though, is that he actually allows Beren to marry 
Luthien before. Yeah, that's right. Before, that's right. Yeah, that's right. He, he wants him to marry right him. Right there, he's impressed. Yep. You know, um, and uh, how could you not be? No, seriously. Yeah. I know it's it's like whoa. I mean, you've you've at least taken the Silmaril, you know, you've loosened it, and it's now within their grasp. Yeah. So so, and then now you have all the stuff with Mondos, dude, and you, and you got to help me with this. Yeah. Like with the eventual, uh, there. What are they? Are they? Yeah. Like the gift of man. Yeah. yeah, right. So Baron dies. Right. Uh he is he and Huan were both kind of um hurt in the fighting. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Lives are lost. And um what actually happens to the Silmaril first though? He Can gives you... it a Thingle. Okay. Yeah. Where does it go from there? Thingle hangs on to it, puts it around his loincloth. I don't really know. Are you hmm? Let me just take a quick look here because don't believe me there. Or? No, I'm just kind of like, what? It's not about that anymore. No, no, no. It's but it's just where does it go after that? You know, um, Thingol's doom. Let's see. Yeah, I don't know. We, Baron we was aroused by the touch of the Silmaril and it, it held it aloft and bade Thingol receive it. Now is the quest achieved, he said, and my doom full rot. And he spoke no more. Yeah. Does it say anymore? You just look for where it says stuff about the Silmaril. Um, because now what happens is Luthien actually, I think she, I think she goes and pleads uh, before the halls of, of Mandos. And uh, once she sings a, a song of, yeah, of just straight sadness, man. Yeah. You know, and, and mourning. And, and it uh, moves them, right? Yeah. It really moves them. And I think Manway, um, one, of, one, one of the Valar, give her the option of staying mm-hmm. there and going to a place in which she could, uh, all that memory, all that sorrow and hurt would just go away. She'd yep. never remember it. Yep. Or she could give up could her. be immortal. Yeah, she could give up yeah. her, her mortal life and go nothing take a mortal life. The, yeah, nothing more about the Silmarillion. No, okay. And then, and then go with Baron uh, and live out another life uh, one more time. Yeah. And they did. Yep. They, they lived, and, and he said he couldn't guarantee them happiness, couldn't guarantee them anything. Right. Yeah. Just another life, you know, a mortal life. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So crazy. They do. They do. So they, kind of, and kind of setting the precedent, I guess, for what Aragorn and Arwen have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Wow. Beautiful story, man. Yep. Oh man. Gosh, dude. Hobbit's guide. Hobbit's guide. Hobbit's guide home. That was fun though. Yeah. There's, there's a, yeah, it's interesting. It's a good story. That was a good. Um, you know, I think we did a good job of kind of. There's summarizing. so much more. Though. Oh, there's so much it's, more. It's it's radical. Uh, you almost feel like we almost are like apologetic because we, you know, well, just the lines that are in there and the and the couple of songs. You're right though. Once we go do the reread, it's like you're going to want to read every line. Absolutely. You know, and dissect just talk it like about we do. every line. Yep, just like um, we do with the, the the trilogy. Yeah. So so yeah yeah. Uh, okay. All right, though. I will. I have some questions that I wanted to answer afterwards, so I'll go hunt down some of this other stuff on the Silmarils yeah. and different things, and we'll make some comments on the on the Patreon page and, and whatnot. Do we get so. more of that Silmaril in later tales? That's what I was wondering. Okay. I think we do. Because there is one line, and I have no idea because I haven't read ahead, but there's one line that made me kind of think maybe... Uh, Hold on, let me find it real quick. Okay, here we Sorry. go. Actually, I, I think I just found it. So, and this is just on the Tolkien Gateway. The Silmaril retrieved from Morgoth's crown would bring about dramatic changes. The first change was the doom of, of Doriath. 
Unfortunately, in the naming of the desire of the Silmaril, Thingol had awoken the curse of Mandos. Just as Finrod warned Baron, those who so much as name a Silmaril in desire uh, move oh, a great quiet. power from slumber, namely the oath of Feanor, which is what, what uh, Feanor's sons, uh, Kelegorm and, yeah, and the rest of them right. are obsessed with, the yeah. oath of Feanor. Um, before long, the sons of Feanor sent messages demanding the return of the jewel. Uh, Melian counseled Thingol to give it up and save Doriath from its doom. But Thingol was angered by the prideful words of the messages. And since the jewel had been won by the efforts of Baron and Luthien, he refused. Wow. He instructed the dwarves (laughs) of of Nogorod to reconstruct the... Now, gosh, I don't know all these names. Naglomerer something. So that it would hold the Silmaril. Uh, but the dwarves desiring the Silmaril and the whatever it was that would hold them, would hold it uh, for themselves, slew King Thingol and tried to escape with the treasure. Are you kidding me? Mm. Okay. Most of them were slain and the Silmaril was returned to Melion. But it did not, but it did uh, little to soothe Melion and she was overcome with grief. Melion departed from Middle Earth and returned to Valinor. Mm. And the enchantment which had fenced uh, Doriath from evil vanished in her absence. So this allowed for Doriath's eventual destruction by the sons of Feanor uh, when they tried wow. to reclaim the Silmaril from uh, Dori. They failed, however, and the Silmaril was passed on to Elwing, uh, uh, Doria's daughter. Eventually, the sons of Feanor tracked her down too, which led to the assault on the mouths of Sirion. Elwing still managed to escape with the Silmaril. Um, though Morgoth did not count the missing Silmaril as a great loss, it would soon result in his downfall. Elwing and her husband Arindil were guided by Valinor, um, were guided to Valinor by the Silmaril, and there Arindil pleaded with the Valinor to forgive the sins of the Nordor and put an end to the darkness. The Valar granted his plea, and the lone Silmaril was set in the sky as a star. The Valar assembled a mighty host in the War of Wrath, which resulted in Morgoth's final defeat. And that's the rest of the Silmarillion. That's the whole thing. Okay. There you go, guys. That's everything in a nutshell. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to know. That's you know? all right. Now we know. I mean, because the crazy part is, is you think that there's three, and I've always thought this myself, and that, and there is more to it. Honestly, there's not, there's a whole lot more. Oh, yeah. Um, Way more, friends. Uh-huh. Little individual battles and stuff, but if you just follow that Silmaril and you get kind of the where it's going to go, the other ones really don't matter. It's Baron. That's why you said Baron and Luthien's story is so important, uh-huh. you know. And yeah. it's just kind of it's it's wild. It really Absolutely is wild. It really is. So I mean, you get some big players, and the Gladriel is a part of all this stuff too. Yeah. She's involved, yeah. you know. Celeborn is in there. Yeah. Um. So it's it's some crazy cool stuff. Crazy. Okay, guys. So what are we reading next? Uh, next next month. we are doing Children of Hurin. Children of Hurin. Which God only knows what that's all about. Mm-hmm. You've read some Children. of it more than I have. Melkor so. and uh, People. Turin. People. Turin's amazing. Turin Turinbar. Yeah. Yeah. Bay A. Yeah. He also fights. Sad story uh, though. Does he fight Glarung? I think. Big old dragon. Yes. It is sad. Yes, it is. Uh, Very sad. A lot of confusion and uh, <clears throat> sadness in that one. So Guys, a lot of these know, are sad it's stories. Three 40 a.m. We're just going to stay up, I think, all night. We love you guys, just so you know. Uh, should we end this with uh, Luthien dies? God, what is wrong with you? Frodo lives, Luthien dies. 
No, I would she say does. I would say that they we don't really know, man. No, she what, does. Well, they all live. She's mortal. She's mortal. They 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 all live in, in the halls of Mandos. The, the gift of Ilavatar. They're out doing their own thing, exploring beyond. Quide quembe. Jesus. All right, guys. That was fun. Thanks for listening. Uh, next time we'll be uh, guided by a hobbit into what you just heard, Children of Hurin. And remember, Luthien dies. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.